0: On the flow, millions in bad bitch booted, on a bad got bank can head shot, case close, close.
1: What is up, guys? It's Andy Priscella, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness and delusions of modern society, and welcome to motherfucking reality, guys, today. Now, I know some of you can't read, so I gotta do this intro exactly. Uh, To bring to your attention that what the link that you clicked on today, the very special link, um, you happen to click on one of the best links you could possibly click on to listen to this show. And let me tell you what it is. It is Andy and DJ and Dave Smith. Cruise the motherfucking Internet. That's fucking right. That's what we're going
0: to do. Yeah, we're going to cruise.
1: Bro, I'm so excited to have you here uh we've got dave smith uh comedian libertarian extraordinaire all-around badass dude
2: one of my favorite potential guests that we've had and you're here in the flesh oh Uh dude i'm i'm thrilled to be here man this place is incredible it's it's taking the tour here is like inspirational man it's i it's i'm blown away with what you've built here thank you
1: man thank you we're we're excited to uh to dig into this you know we just had maj on the on the show a couple weeks ago uh, he's, that dude's so awesome dude he's, he's so amazing awesome. totally misunderstood too people don't oh, understand yeah. what he's doing
0: i get, well, when he explained that like you know hey sometimes i piss off the right sometimes i piss off the left yeah. like i get it you that's know what, what i'm saying like i, I that's get what it. good libertarians do
2: yeah well it's like I, what i love about maj is he's like very he's actually when you meet him he's one of the sweetest most humble guys yeah but he believes what he believes stands and he's on not it. backing down he off of that on it. Yeah. and I, there's so much pressure like today especially because Everyone's like so kind of like polarized and then these camps form up. And once you're like an, an influencer, a content creator or whatever, you're like, oh man, but if I say this thing, mm-hmm. then this entire audience who I've curried favor with now is going to be pissed off at me. And it's just like, it incentivizes everyone to just placate their camp yeah. more and more and more. Yeah. And the problem with that is that n- so many of these camps have their own problems. And if you ne- if you're never willing to like, look at that and go, oh, okay. Well, we got to do better at this. Then you just, yeah, the problem never really gets solved. So Dude, Maj like, is
0: great on that stuff. That, that idea of like all or nothing, like I believe in all of this and none of that, bro. Nobody that's believes not that shit. Nobody that's even believes natural.
1: it. It's where, where did that? Like where have we? No, where does that come bro, from? though? That's like, the fucking product of this. What Dave just said. This polarizing environment, and what we have is a bunch of people who are pretending to play along with a bunch of other people. And hiding their true beliefs because nobody believes in everything on the left. Nobody believes in everything on the right. And what happens is these social tribes form and they pressure people into not standing on what they believe to be true. And if we had a situation in America where people just told the truth, we would have a unified nation right now. Yeah. But the problem is we have social pressures on the right. If you're not conservative enough, you get fucking canceled by these motherfuckers. You... I don't know what the fuck you got on the left. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to figure the fuck out. I can't figure it out. I just know I'm not there. (laughs) But so I'm used to them yelling at me. But the truth is the path of most resistance is being a reasonable freedom loving American. And that that's the most resistance that we're going to face just because of the echo chambers that social media has created. You know, dude, because I fall into the same thing, man. I'm kind of like. Uh, I would say I'm, I'm, I'm way more libertarian than anything else. Um, but I have a little of everything, you know what I mean? And I think we all do, depending on what our perspective is and how we grew up and where we grew up and what we learn and who we were taught by. And, you know, it's certainly not lending itself to any kind of productive solution. And in fact, you know, it's weird. It's really weird to me, dude, because when you go out in the real world, none of these echo chambers are real. Like, yeah, right? They don't exist, bro. When I meet someone in, in public, and I am stereotyping here because there's a lot of truth to stereotypes, that has blue fucking hair and fifteen fucking piercings in their fucking face, and I'm polite to them, and I can tell they don't align with what I what I align with, but I'm polite to them. They are polite back. We shake hands. It's all good, dude. Yeah. And like, we live in this in this country now where we 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 are we are constantly cultivated to be divided uh you know by our government by our media by our our hollywood narratives and all of these things and we're told you know you and i aren't supposed to be friends because you're black Mm -hmm. and i'm fucking not black right okay actually the truth is i'm more black than you that's true all right but we're we're told that we can't even be fucking friends bro right you know it's absurd shit and like the the absurdity that's happening on these devices, by the way, is intentional. It's intentional. Uh, there's a book that just came out called The Chaos Machine, and it's about the social media intent. And, like, dude, I am like halfway through the book, and I'm like, holy shit, this is way worse than I thought. And I thought it was pretty fucking bad. Right? Right you know now, what I'm saying? Right. Well, like, and,
2: and all the, you know, you see like all of the like most powerful institutions, you know, like that, whether it's politicians or the corporate press or Hollywood or just a, a big giant corporations, they're all pushing all of this divisive stuff, mm-hmm. like the stuff that just gets regular Americans fighting with each other. And you're know, like, it makes you wonder, like, well, why is it? Why is it that you guys are so intent on pushing this stuff when? A lot of times, it doesn't even seem to be in their economic interest. Mm-hmm. Like it's not clear it's not why you would, wanna, you would want to. You would want to alienate a huge portion right. of your market share. I got to tell you, I do think there's something to be said for the fact that, like, wh- after the 2008 crash, when the big banks got bailed out but with taxpayer money, and there was all of this like resistance that rose up, both Occupy Wall Street and the Tea Party—they both started over the same thing, which was the banks getting bailed out. Which is so transparently unfair yeah you know, like who could who can really defend this and and then the the idea is like well we 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 gave goldman sachs a bunch of money because we really care about the little guy so much it's a pretty tough sell right and it's it's interesting to me that coming on the ver, uh, right on the heels of that all of this divisive stuff gets pushed and like to your point man it's really this is kind of like the essence of why i'm a libertarian is that You go, look, you have like the political realm and then you have the market, Mm -hmm. which is just all of us living our lives. And what you're talking about is like within the market realm, within Mm -hmm. the realm of like free people voluntarily associating. We all have lots of different, wildly different views, you know, but we don't we don't have to go to war over them right right now in this in this company. I guarantee you within my uh, vision, I see an atheist and a Christian. But yeah. There's one, one They're of these simultaneously my exist. Life. Think yes. about what those yeah. views are. If you really break it down. One of those people believes that he, the most important thing in his life is his personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And he believes that if you don't accept Jesus Christ in, into your heart, that you're going to be, you know, like in a pit of hell for eternity. Mm-hmm. That's like what he believes. The other person believes that guy is just delusional. Right. And none of this is real at all. But they're like high fiving and smiling together because they're both working together. They both like their job. They both like the company they work at. They probably could hang out on the weekend because they both like football or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, we just don't care Mm -hmm. because it's not. But when it's a political difference, if that's what you're talking about, all of a sudden it's like this thing where, oh, you got to like hate each other and because it's a war over who's going to win and rule over the other one. So it's like once you, once you like kind of like shrink politics then everyone can get along and the problem now so much of it in our culture is that everything is supposed to be political you go to the movies that's supposed to be political you you know you turn on a, every commercial is supposed to be political football is supposed to be political it's like people don't want that and and for me as i've you know, it was like stand up comedy now is like in you're like isn't the goal here just for this to be entertainment Yeah, right? just be like a, a relief from all that stuff i think we need a lot more of that dude i i have a theory on how we got here. And and you know,
1: back in, you know, before technology, and I'm talking I'm not talking the nineties, I'm talking like the eighteen hundreds, right? Like we had a problem with a neighbor. What do we we only had one solution, right? We had to walk over there <laughs> yeah. and we had to say, Hey bro, hey, fuck you. <laughs> no, no. You say, Hey, no, you didn't do that yeah. because there was repercussions to doing that. Right,
0: right,
2: right.
1: All right. So you didn't go over there and say, Hey, uh, neighbor, uh, you know your fence is three feet on my property. You know, fuck you. Like that's not what happened because you get shot, right? What happened was people had to go over. They had to have civil discourse. They had to problem solve. They had to communicate. Then we had the newspapers and the radio and TV come around, mass media, and then we were started to get fed information which had never happened before. Like it never really happened before in history. Uh, most of what we knew as humans was through our own personal experiences. And we had great disparity in what we knew. There was people who were highly educated. There was people who didn't know shit other than don't touch that fire because it'll burn your fucking hand, right? right? right. So there's all kinds of different levels, but most of it was based off of what we actually observed, which allowed us to teach ourselves what reality really was. And then, you know, we we started to advance technology and we had, uh, you know, fax machine, right? Now we could send a piece of paper, all right? Then we had... Uh, email, mm-hmm. right? Oh, holy shit! I could connect with anybody instantly right now. Then we had social media. Man, I could tell anybody anything right now. So, so that's all great. That was all great. Those are great forms of communication. All, all valid. But then something happened, and what happened was, Facebook took the comment section, and instead of la- allowing civil discourse, they created a like button in the comments. Okay. And so what ended up happening is instead of us having disagreements based off merit or knowledge or logic or any of these things and discussing them, right? Like we all do with all kinds of people all the time. Now, the game, instead of solving problems, it became how can I zing this person or how can I neg this person? to get the reaction on the like button.
0: As efficient as possible.
1: That's right. Yeah, N- yeah. No, no, dude. The, more, the, the, the harder the burn, the more the likes. Right, so right. So it, it right. fundamentally changed the way that people communicate. Then in DMs, they took the DMs and they said, okay, no more DMs. There's a fucking heart. Now you can react like with these little emojis and these things. And so what they've done is they've created a scenario where we no longer actually communicate at all. Mm. We don't. Not online. I mean, very few people do. Very few people. How many times do we actually see, not in a podcast format, not in a, uh, you know, a, a town hall like you do and things like that, how many times do we actually see people go back and forth in a respectful way with the goal to solve a problem mm-hmm. on the internet? Right. It doesn't fucking happen. And by the way, that's by design. Right. Okay. There's
0: attempts, but like because they can't, can't handle that communication. No, because you're, just, you're always uh, going to have people- yeah. who are
1: hungry for relevance, yeah. who are willing to put other people down or make other people feel stupid or look stupid so that they can get attention. Mm-hmm. I mean, we call these people fucking trolls, right? Right, right, right? But the point is, is that this culture has become such a deep-rooted part of our culture over the last decade that it's really almost impossible to do it on social media. And unfortunately, we spend so much time on social media that it becomes a scenario where we start to believe that that's the way the world is. And it's just not that way. It's not reality. I don't have those experiences yeah. in real life. Bro, there's never, there has never been a situation outside of like in bar culture, right? Where, you know, you might have two guys that are drinking and you get a fight or something, right? Sure. But like in the local gas station, I'm the guy across putting putting gas in his truck and I'm putting gas in my truck, our conversation is normal. Like it's normal human interaction. Mm-hmm. And so we're living in two societies. We have a society that these tech people control and intentionally divide. They, they indoctrinate, indoctrinate us with, with theories and knowledge that isn't actually true. Black people and white people don't fucking hate each other. Mm-hmm. It's not true. Okay? Uh, I could go down the line. Like, like, Republicans don't hate gay people. Like, that's shit from 50 fucking years ago. Like... Are there some? Sure. There's also some people on the left that think it's okay to fuck your kids. Exactly. <laughs> okay? So let's be fucking real about the, the, the extreme polarity of what we're talking about. And social media lends itself to the light on those things because they're so extreme and atten- attention grabbing that we forget how to do this. And what we're suffering from, in, in my opinion, in this country is just a lack of actual communication that is geared towards common good
2: Problem solving for all of us. Yeah. And it's really I, I think that's completely right. And of course like when you're on social media, and I think Twitter's probably the worst of it because it also limits how long. So your only you thing your yeah. only option is just to <laughs> yeah, say, you know, burn. you can't you can't yeah. like even beat them with a devastating argument. You yeah. just have to call them names or yeah. something. It's it's all there's space for, you know, if you're arguing with someone. Mm-hmm. And it removes all of the human factors, like you're not face to face. You don't have this kind of thing. Like even as you said. You know, with your example of back in like the 1890s or whatever, th- this is a thing that regulates human behavior, particularly male human behavior, that we know, all all of this being unspoken, but you just know that there's a line you could cross. Right. Where you might get decked in the face in and life. deserve it. That's correct. And deserve Girl, it. Like yes. and that fact that like there's there's a line, like if there's just like the everyone in this room was was uh watching, and if there was a line of just outrageous disrespect that I cross to you, and you hit me, and everyone, not just because it's your company or something, but just like, they'd be like, yeah, dude, he had it coming. You know what I mean? Like, we all know that, and and that regulates our behavior to some degree. Also just decency, like being a decent person. When I'm looking in your eyes and I see you as a person, I'm I'm much less likely to just be really awful. Whereas like, if if you're just sitting in your boxers on your phone, it's like, it's much easier to like say horrible things. So, all of this brings and, it down. And then the other thing about it is that you got like um, people exerting control over these social media companies. You know, it was pretty interesting when uh, um, Mark Zuckerberg was on Rogan, uh, was it last month you saw? And he asked him, oh, what, you know, about the Hunter Biden story. And he goes, well, you know, the FBI right. came to us. And it's like, oh, interesting now. So, the FBI, you know, it would be a violation of the First Amendment for them to say, like, arrest someone or shut down a newspaper, but they can go and tell twitter or facebook to shut down a newspaper and now i guess technically they've done an end around of like violating the first amendment but man in spirit they've totally violated the the you know the freedom of speech freedom of the press so you've got all these problems and the thing that i worry about the most i got like real little kids now so i don't have to deal with this right now but it's just how much like how bad it is for teenagers and stuff to always be on their phone to be isolated to not be like having those real Authentic social experiences that, like we all had growing mm-hmm. up, like I just think that's not—it's not human. It's no, not what it's we're made Well, for. that's the thing, though.
0: But like, dude, they're preparing this next generation for the ultimate level of control. Yeah, right? That's a part of the whole agenda. They did a really, really good job indoctr- indoctrinating—you know—the eighteen to twenty-five age group right now. So they, that took place twenty-five years ago, right? Took taking t- taking the American uh, Pledge out of the classroom, right? Things like it was very, very strategic. You know what I'm saying? Now they're preparing this next generation for the next 10 years, 10, 15 years to be prepared for ultimate level of, of control.
2: Well, man, I mean, if that propaganda had negative effects, this propaganda is on steroids. Oh, so dude. I, don't, I don't know what this is going to mean for the future, but <laughs> you know, hopefully there's some type of like pendulum swing back from I all I feel like this. it
1: is. I, I feel like the, like our Natural order is coming back. Yeah, I feel like that too. I, I feel like the young The young that, from what I can observe, and talking to my team, you know, like, look, dude, I'm 43, all right. Like, I don't know what the fuck these kids. Damn, yeah, bro, good looking as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, fucking, fucking over here looking at me weird and shit. All right, um, fucking Silver Fox, Sean Connery shit coming out, bro. Yeah, you is. I ain't even hit my prime yet. Let's wait. Uh, but the thing is, is like is like th- these younger kids. And I talked to my guys who are, who are in the retail store who were like around 30. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, dude, these younger kids, like the, the 18, 19, 20-year-old kids, they recognize that people older than them are like totally fucking up their shit. And so I think there is a pendulum swinging back with that generation. Um, and that's just why we're seeing school walkouts and things yeah. with a lot of this woke narrative stuff.
0: Do um, we saw when we went to the fucking county fair
1: yeah we went to a county fair yeah. here and i mean dude it was all like all the young men were very like much so they were young men normal men
2: masculine well i think it's uh it's it's interesting right and i'm sure you get a lot of this with like younger people who listen to your show um and uh and, and like it's interesting to see how much your stuff kind of like took off you know and obviously mm-hmm. there's women too who yeah, listen yeah. but like i'm just particularly interested with the, the the men and like seeing people like uh jordan peterson uh joe rogan a lot of these guys really become like huge is that the there it is like you said it's like this natural order Mm -hmm. reasserting itself where the problem with this insanity of the current culture is that when you young men when they have nothing and when i mean nothing i mean they didn't they grew up with in a broken you know home with because divorce has been completely normalized they uh they, don't, they didn't have religion. They didn't have any sense of like, um, like you know, God, country, loyalty. It, chivalry isn't even really a thing that's yeah. like taught to them. There's no kind of like purpose or meaning that's, that's you know, explained to them like this is what the purpose of things. Mm-hmm. And that's something that human beings, particularly young men, crave. So as soon as someone comes along and like tells them like, no, 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 listen. You can take responsibility for yourself. You can work toward achieving a goal. You can be an example for other people. And not just you can do that, but you know what? Like that's your responsibility you to, do that. to do that. That's yeah. your job. Dude, you're hitting and on it right now. You know, it's, it's an obligation. Yeah. Like we have lost the
1: idea. Remember we went to, uh, where we go? Uh, out on the East Coast uh, to talk with Ed at his talk. I forgot the state. We oh, went North to. Carolina. Rally. We went to Rally, right? Yeah. Yeah. We had a driver. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember the guy's name, but he was uh, awesome.
0: Uh, Jay. What? I think it was Jay.
1: I, I can't remember, but he was awesome. 18 year military vet, black dude. Uh got got a, you know, when you're driving around, you get to talk to these dudes. And he's like, you know what? I think the problem is, and this fucking really like brought it all together for me. He's like, Look, dude, you know, you and I we come from different places, but we also understood that there's a minimum expectation as an American to live to a certain standard. Um, our job is to honor the people who have paid prices before us to live to a certain standard so that the people coming after us will also continue yeah. that. And that's, when he said that, it clicked for me. That's what we're missing. We're missing the understanding, you know, I don't, how old are you? I'm 39. Yeah, okay, so we're like in the same era. Like, we grew up with that. Like, yeah. I, I don't know how you grew up. I really don't, I know you from the internet. Like, we're not <laughs> homies yet, you know? Like, we are, but you know what I'm saying. Um, I don't know the, your life story, but I'm willing to bet that you grew up with that understanding. Yeah. You know, and and that's something that the men who are, I would say, you know, 35 and older sort of understand that the, the generation 35 and younger was,
2: I think, intentionally not taught. Yeah. Um, and, and but one of the things that's interesting, and it's almost kind of like a, a paradox in a sense, because it's, it, it's a funny dynamic because almost like what you're selling is like a burden mm-hmm. and a responsibility. Yeah. But it's actually people really like it. Yeah. Like, cause, and, and that's like the, a beautiful thing about life. It's really important to, for people to realize, but it's like there's no, like, I, I was in a, a state when I was like in my 20s and I was just single. And I did stand-up comedy and went on the road, and I had, like, really no responsibilities in life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I was like, yeah, I guess try to get, get my rent paid this month, mm-hmm. and that's kind of fine. And now I have, like, a wife and a, a daughter, a son, or my responsibility to take care of. And I'm so much happier now than I was then mm-hmm. because that's what gives you a sense of a purpose pur- and yes, joy right, and, yeah. and, and, like, meaning in your purpose life. And that's is a key element of happiness. Yes, it's so much more rewarding than just... So y- it's interesting to see this, this generation of, like, young men Who were never told about this, and then when someone comes along and explains it to them, they like light up, like, "Oh, that's amazing! Mm -hmm. Like, this is oh, I I have like a place in the world now. I have something that actually is meaningful, and so that gives me that that gives me a lot of like encouragement for the future. When you see how much it's like, oh yeah, as much as they try to rob you of this stuff, it's still it's still in there. I I remember um reading uh this this really brilliant um uh, historian Murray Rothbard who's like my my like favorite like libertarian figure ever. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was talking about when in the Soviet Union in the, in the 80s, like no one really thought the Soviet Union was about to collapse. Like the, the CIA thought they were going to go on for another hundred years. No one thought they were like on the verge of collapse. And people would say they think like, they go, well, you know, the, the Soviets have actually succeeded in creating the new socialist man which is basically what they were always saying they were doing, like the man who's not incentivized by these other, he cares about society and sacrificing for the greater good and all the communist you know, nonsense that they would preach. And then what you saw when the Soviet Union was collapsed was immediately people went right back to nationality, Christianity, uh, you know, the desire for a better life for themselves and their family. Right. It's like, Obligation. no, you can't actually engineer this out. Like and that was if the Soviet Union couldn't do it, you know, it's going to be really hard for anyone else to. It's like these things that have been truths, you know, natural order for thousands of years are still in people. They still want that. It's
0: embedded. It. A hundred percent agreed. It's it's
2: primally an, an innate in us. Right. We have
1: to. What do you? So, dude, for the people who are made, um be unfamiliar with you, uh, tell us a little bit. Like, how did you get to become? Uh, because, dude, I heard.
0: I heard. This, I heard some shit too. Yeah. I heard
1: I heard that maybe you might be running for president as libertarian candidate.
2: Well, I'm getting a lot of pressure to do it. Yeah. And okay. uh I've I kept trying to come up with excuses not to. Mm-hmm. And they've been peeled away little by little <laughs> yeah. by little. Like my my whole camp of, of libertarians, they just took over the the Libertarian Party and they won every single position. So now it's like all of them, everyone in the party really wants me to, to run. And then like it was like one thing after another. I remember at one point. I was like, uh, cause a bunch of like the higher-up libertarians guys really want me to do it. And then I was like, Well, I'm gonna, you know what, my wife's not gonna be into it. And then that'll be my excuse. Mm-hmm, right. I don't have to do it. And I went to my wife, you know, and I was like, baby, this is crazy. But like they, they want me to run for president on the Libertarian Party ticket. And she's like, You have to do it. Oh, fuck. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Oh no. I was like, But you were my house. What do you mean? She's like, No, this is like what you were born to do. You yeah, have to I do, do it. I was I like, why you? are you so excited about this? And I was like, You no, you know, I'd have to go do this, it'd be a sacrifice. And she's like, Whatever, we'll do it. We'll hmm. So uh, you know, I haven't like officially decided anything uh, yet, but what I my whole thing with it really is that I just really I think that the best of America, the best of the American dr- tradition always was a belief in liberty. Like that's the whole thing is the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights is all just like we believe men ought to be free. And here's all the things the government can't do to you, you know, mm-hmm. and like we've gotten so far away from that. And for me, like, I really I got into all of this stuff because of Ron Paul and like when I saw him when he was running for president, I was just like, this guy is nailing it. Mm -hmm. That's the perfect answer. It's like it's the perfect answer to the left right cultural fight. It's the perfect answer to every like foreign military conflict. It's like it's so obvious when you see it. It's like, well, here's the answer. You think you you know, want to live your life one way and someone else wants to live their life another way. Okay, fine. You just can't impose it on the other person. Like you have your liberty. They have theirs. And what's the answer with all the foreign wars and all of that? It's this simple. If our country is attacked, we defend our country. But we don't go around the world just starting wars for other reasons, and we don't bankrupt the next generation to to maintain this government that we can't afford to have, and we don't and, and we don't destroy the currency by just printing trillions of dollars out of thin air. And, it, and it's just like I think that message needs to be told yeah. to America that it's not like th- there is a different option yeah. than just the, these two paths that we, you know you're artificially led to believe we can go down. So I'm, I really like spreading that message. And that's that would be why I'd, I'd be considering you know
0: running Dave let me ask you this what what, what would you say because i f- I feel like a lot of people they don't know that that's an option, right, and I think once you really get into the ideals and 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 the platforms of libertarian a lot of people are, oh shit. well I, I I agree with that, right? What would you say are some obstacles though that you know the libertarian movement is facing that they need to overcome well, I mean there's a lot i mean <laughs>
2: you know one of the the things is that the libertarian position is that basically the government should be if anything just basically limited to the protection of liberty mm-hmm. and that's all the government should do like if if the a government is to exist yeah. the point of the government existing is to protect your rights so it's basically like to protect your property rights, your physical, you know, safety. Maybe adjudicate disputes in the court. Not studies it.
0: in India. Not, yes, that, shit. <laughs> right. that would uh, be a little bit. Not
1: taking sixty uh, yeah. percent of our fucking highest producers' income yeah. and pocketing it. How yes. about that? Well, well I
2: billions mean, just, of The, in idea, the idea. of it. I mean, the idea of like the IRS even existing as a thing is so insane. If you just like sit back and like, if the, if it didn't exist, and someone was explaining it to you he would be like this is the most insane thing I've this ever is heard fucking of tyranny like yes, you'd yes. be like, oh, were we conquered by the Soviet Union? Like did the Chinese yes. invade and conquer right. us and install the IRS like if you well, were in a debatable. free country if you were in a free country, and yeah. someone just said to you, hey, um so the government is going to set up this uh this uh, organization and it's we're not gonna, a government agency though yes, right yeah, well,' we're, oh. but they're going to set it up, yeah. right yeah. and there's and we've just decided that it's now it's a crime mm-hmm. to uh, produce. It's a a crime to produce things and be a productive member of society, and the punishment is a fee, Mm -hmm. and the more you produce, the more punishment you're going to get. Oh, and by the way, uh, the Fifth Amendment doesn't exist for you anymore. In fact, you're compelled by law to incriminate yourself every single year to the federal government for committing the crime of producing something. and if you ever uh, you know like we know exactly how much you've produced but if you ever tell us you produce something that is there's a discrepancy between what we've produced well then we're going to audit you and we can go back 20 years and make sure that you and and you'd be like and the punishment by the way is prison for all this if you happen you'd be like this is totalitarianism like what is this
1: I pay a fee to stay the fuck out of jail in a free country for for the crime
2: of Of employing people for the crime yes bro People
1: do not understand that. And the average person, because they're not financially, you know, well off. Okay. And that, because the perspective is most of them have worked a regular job and they're like, fuck, I fucking hate my job because you work for shitty motherfuckers. Okay. But there's, you have to understand that there is a whole segment of entrepreneurs that clearly understand that if they provide value, they get paid. And because they get paid and they want to be successful themselves, they will then take, like for me, if I didn't have to pay fucking tax, you guys, people will think, oh, Andy's going to buy another fucking car. Motherfucker, I got 35 fucking cars. I'm buying another car. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to expand my business. I'm going to grow my company. I'm going to provide jobs. I'm going to build careers. And guess what I can do when I don't pay all that motherfucking tax? I can pay you more. I can provide you with a better life. And this is the argument that people fail to understand because they get sold the idea that, oh, if we don't tax the shit out of these guys, they're just going to use their greed and take it themselves. And there are people who will do that the, the thing is, the natural order of entrepreneurship and business will automatically bankrupt those people anyway.
2: Right. And even if they are, the, the thing is like, look, there is like greed, whatever exactly that means, because it's such a it's one of those terms that always just means everyone else except you, yeah. you know, like, yes, there are people who want a better life for themselves and want to live a nice life and want more but things for their family. They're fucking right. greed for the better good. Well, that's the point. And so the only way that look, there's there's basically two realms of like economic and social activity. There's the voluntary and the, the forced, right? And so the every businessman, everyone in, in the world of, of being an entrepreneur is working in the voluntary realm. The only people who work in the forced realm are criminals and government, right? They work in the realm of give me money or I'll throw you in jail or give me your wallet or I'll shoot you. That's like criminals and government. Now, you and every other businessman, if you want to have a great life, what you have to do is provide something of value that other people will voluntarily give you their money for. That's right. That's the only way to do it. Now, you, whether you do that, and it's a mix of both for most people, but whether you do that because you really love providing something of value or because you really love getting their money from them, that's the only way it works is if you provide something of value. The only, All these people who are working for you can quit and leave if they want to. They're here voluntarily. That's so right. So you have to make it good enough that they want to stay and get on board with your vision and what you want to do. That's, it's a, it's a, you know, in the same way that like yeah. a marriage is it's a little, free market, right? It's a, that's the free market. The beauty of it is it's voluntary. Yeah. In the same sense that like, if you know, you're in like an arranged marriage and you tell your wife, if, uh, if she leaves, you'll kill her. I don't want to hear about how you're a good husband. Cause you're not the only way to know that you're a good husband is if she can leave, if she wants to, and chose to be with you and continues to choose. Now, uh, even in the scenario, if you go, if you just took the money, and this is the this is why capitalism, go. when you see capitalism come to places, you ever see pictures of like South Korea before they were capitalist and afterward or Hong Kong after they literally go from like mud huts to skyscrapers. The reason why so much wealth is produced and the standard of living rise so much for everyone is because, look, even if you, let's say you kept that other 60% of your money and you go, I'm just going to invest it. I'm just going to put it in the bank. It's, okay, well, what's the bank going to do with it? The bank's going to loan that money out to other entrepreneurs who are going to go start their businesses with it. No matter what you do with it, even if you just spend it all on cars, it's like, okay, well, there's a car manufacturer now who's employing thousands of people in this town. You almost can't do anything with it that will be destroyed. Now, what the government can do with it is gender studies in Pakistan, right? What the government can do with it is blow up a bridge in Syria and then pay to rebuild that bridge in Syria. And then not only that, hire their buddies to rebuild the
1: bridge yeah. at hundred times the cost of building a bridge, <laughs> and then get fifty percent sent back
2: to them. Right. You- and this is, and look, this is all over us right now. Like, if you look in 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 America, even after twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two, these devastating years uh, for the economy. You go look at the where the richest districts in America are, and they're all. I think ten of the top thirteen are all the suburbs of Washington D.C. The others are all the suburbs of New York City. That's where all the wealth is. It's like, it's all those guys are doing quite well. You know, if you work for like a weapons company or you work for somebody like politically connected, one of these green energy companies who gets all these subsidies, those people are are millionaires off of this. And then all of the people in the banking system that got bailed out by the government and the stock market system, they're all making tons of money. And who's suffering for it? Like regular Americans. And then those Americans, it's, it's so like messed up when you think about it, they are propagandized to think that a guy like you is their enemy i know that a guy who's well, sitting here creating jobs it where they are no is the I'm bad the, guy i'm the rich right like
1: i'm the fucking rich they're talking about it's such a like it's such a weird dynamic especially for me being in, the, in it i did an interview uh with will kane from fox mm-hmm. great dude i like him a lot we're talking we were talking about uh the elite and he's like well f- fuck bro he's like aren't you part of the elite and i'm like well If we look at my financial statement, yes, (laughs) but I come from, I'm, I'm the average American person who has built something like they're targeting people like me and saying, these fuckers are fucking you when they have the dudes at the very top who literally could write a check today for my entire worth and not even sweat a bead of sweat down their face who don't pay any tax who run the biggest companies in the world. Those dudes get a pass and they're going to target people like me because their goal is for them and all their little friends who are in with them to have everything. And they tell you this. They tell you this. You will own nothing. They tell you this.
2: And they also, they deem, you know, and this is partly the thing is that when you're uh, broke, which look, I've been this before. Like this is what I came from in my, my childhood. Like when you're broke, you have no idea what money is. Like, and you just have no idea. Like, if someone had said to me when I was like, you know, like uh, uh, 20, I'd be making what I'm making now. I'd be like, oh, my God, that's like insane to me. Yeah. But you have no di- idea the difference between like, you know, someone who makes 400 grand a year and someone who makes 400 million. Like, it just it's, it's all like these are rich people we're yeah. talking about. You yeah. don't really understand. Yeah. And Mumble so they, Man, they yeah. use this kind of like, um, you know, like we're going to tax the rich. But then they end up taxing are like, like killing, I mean, they tax everybody, but well, sh- who they end up taxing, they go like, oh yeah, rich, you know, like 250,000 That's or right. above. And, and then, then also- as if that person, most of the time, those people are people who started from very humble, like, like middle-class or working-class backgrounds who did all the right things to get themselves up the ranks. And then even, like, like even the person who's worth like hundreds of millions, millions of dollars, they, they, they think that, and then the person who's worth like billions of dollars is has the whole system rigged in their favor. That's right. So they're not paying anything into well, it. And that. they they bought off all the politician politicians yeah. to write the loopholes into the tax codes and they just laugh them. at everybody yeah. else.
1: We just talked about this yesterday, dude. Yeah. We were
2: talking about how most people,
1: if you tell them you're you're make a hundred grand, their perception of a hundred grand is a lot of money. It might as well be a hundred million. Bro, listen, a hundred thousand dollars
2: in America today will barely get you the fuck by. You are, if you're if you got if you got a family man yeah. and you're making 100 grand right now with this inflation and in this you're they're struggling That's what I'm struggling. saying. Ask anybody who makes 100,000 dollars if they
1: feel rich. Ask anybody who makes 250,000 dollars if they feel rich. That's not rich. They've redefined the idea of what wealth and rich is based upon what they want and what they want is you in total poverty, they want to fucking bury the people like me who run these mid-sized brands and companies that provide most of the middle-class work yep. mm-hmm. they want to bury those people and tell you that your fucking boss is the reason that shit's fucked up so that they can push everybody into the fucking most dependent category which is
0: poor well most people don't understand too any on that shit rolls downhill right and you got a lot of business owners let's say they don't have the best fucking ethics right they get a fucking hefty tax bill Okay, what do they start doing? They start cutting cutting fucking employment jobs. They start cutting fucking pay. They start shit rolls down. Passing uh, passing, on to their customers. You think they're going to make fucking less money? The
2: tax, (laughs)
1: listen, I pay more tax probably than almost anybody listening to this motherfucking show. Yeah. Okay. The tax system is so oppressive. Mm Mm-hmm. That it's not even unethical to cut jobs to pay the government. Right. Like that is reality in a lot of cases. It's a have to. Bro, I got my first big tax bill because to your point, they make the tax code so fucking Mm -hmm. hard to understand that literally anybody they choose to investigate is going to have shit. This is how they fucking, this is how they make you fear them. This is how they oppress you. And- it doesn't need to be that way. No. Okay. But what people don't understand, uh, I don't know, like 2000, I don't know, in the 2008 or nine or something like that, I got my first big tax bill and then we fucked up uh, part of our tax because we were collecting it wrong. And it was over a million dollars, bro. And Remember, at this point in time, I was making $695 per month. I got a fucking tax bill for over a million dollars. How the fuck are you supposed to pay that as a small business owner? And You know what it was? It was that we forgot to mail in part of our taxes because there's no way to like there's no coach that comes to your yeah, business and yeah. says, "This is how to do it. You either do it right or you do it wrong, and if you do it wrong, they bury you yeah. intentionally. Yeah. They put you out of fucking business. So when you say unethical, it, it's really not. What's unethical is the amount of pain that they inflict on these business owners that even is, put them in a position. Yeah, and point. you guys out there who are thinking like, "Fuck my company, they don't pay enough. Bro, the, your company is paying taxes on their product, okay? So when I get a pallet of fucking product that I didn't have yesterday and it's new pro- I'm paying tax on that. Then I'm paying tax when I pay myself again. You don't understand what's happening. It's completely fucking oppressive and it's so hard. It's so, our economy would go fucking insane if the tax rate was just a flat 15%. You would see economic growth like you have never fucking seen ever. We would be the most. We would be the wealthiest as a whole society that has ever existed in the in human history. Well, we, just uh, and
2: think about like. Uh, and I know uh, you're probably like zero oh, tax yeah. guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, like, well, most people don't even know. Why yeah, but I'd still be very started. happy with like lowering Bro, to that's a flat a good tax. Start. Would a, <laughs> yeah. That would be a, that would be a great start. Um, and, uh, you know, like, look, you think about it like this. I mean, in, in response to uh, the, the COVID uh, insanity and the, the insane response, the the response to the insane lockdowns was that, well, now, because we have the lockdowns, what do we have to do? Well, we have to just print all this money. I mean, print, there was six trillion dollars just in 2020. Um, and then another more insanity in 2021 and then this year of course i mean just the unbelievable spending of money we don't have that we're just printing out of thin air the money and then, oh by the exist. way we just started noticing hey why is inflation going so crazy yeah. it's like oh yeah because you can't just print dollars out of thin air or every poor country could just be a rich country tomorrow by printing money like it yeah. doesn't actually work that way you have to produce There's things check some but balances. if you go just imagine if the response instead of that was just like oh well like people are hurting so what we're gonna do is uh, suspend the income tax for three years. You could have done it for cheaper than what they ended up spending. And And now it would have taken off. There would have been a boom in people investing in businesses, starting new business. and And instead of where you get through the political, right? Who gets rewarded? With all these big spending bills well the politically connected but basically what happened was the american people got chump change mm-hmm. you got like 600 bucks or 1200 bucks giant corporations got enormous giveaways while small and mid-sized companies were like trying to find a way to stay open with all of the rules that the government was putting on them but if you in, instead if you said okay we're gonna you know give you uh three years with no income tax you'd be rewarding everybody who works Everybody who starts a business. Bro, they know be, this. Yeah. They no, of know course this they shit. Do. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, This is the thing.
2: What we're talking about here, you guys listening, they,
1: you have to understand these people are not stupid. They like we're play, not geniuses in here. No, they motherfucker. Understand. They play stupid. Yeah. yeah. So that you'll believe they're stupid. These people are not stupid. And what I believe and what I said on the show many times is what they're doing is they are intentionally bottoming out the United States currency so they can bring in digital currency. That's their fucking plan. And you guys out there with, with, with large amounts of cash, you should probably be looking to convert that into some sort of asset of some sort uh, because the reality is they are not stopping. They're going to continue to print this money. They are going to fuck everybody who has saved their entire lives. So, so if you're a saver, you need to get into gold. This is not financial advice. I'm not a fucking expert. I'm telling you what I'm doing. I'm getting into fucking real shit, mm-hmm. okay? Because that way, whenever they bring in the digital currency, I can assets. trade it back out. But because like, dude, we could, we hate it all we want. They're doing it. yeah. And this idea, like what you're seeing, in my opinion, with all of this printing of cash is you're seeing them do that exact same thing on a large scale. So they're not only just printing cash to intentionally make it harder so that we all have to be dependent on them. They're actually sending, this is what's going on in Ukraine. They're sending all this fucking money overseas. And then they're getting kickbacks from their military industrial complex partners. And what they're doing is they're then taking the cash, they're converting it into whatever assets, and they're preparing for the fucking fall of the United States dollar. And that, and then they're gonna transfer it into the digital currency. And dude, this is very dangerous for a lot of reasons. We have to be able to trade without their influence on us. And when you guys are buying into this whole green, um, bro, I'm getting in the fucking hole now, but <laughs> you're buying into this green energy, uh, which is bullshit concept, okay? Uh, it's all about taking everything from oil and gas to green, which all these motherfuckers passing the laws own, okay? This is all greed. It's all fucking greed. Well, that's man. the funny
2: thing. It's like you're, yeah. they always like um, portray like the the businessman as the greedy person, but yet these you look at these politicians who are supposedly public servants. Who all are worth, like, you see, like, what, these There's people like Nancy Pelosi is worth, what, hundreds 140? of millions of dollars? How? And you're like, she's been a, she's got in the Congress her whole life. Yeah. Like, like what, your, your whole not life. Only that, she's been, a fucking idiot. It's yeah, like, like, so what what exactly? So, but that's not greed. Like, right. all these other, the, the Clintons were literally, their jobs were just being public servants since I was a little kid. They're worth over a hundred million dollars. You know, it's like, oh, OK, no, there's actually a lot of greed there, except the difference is that they make their money without contributing anything to their fellow man. Zero. And somehow that's supposed to be like the I don't know. Those are the servants. And yet the people who have to, like, contribute in order yeah. to make their money are the greedy ones. It's Dude, so I, upside I, down. Honestly,
0: the more I'm sorry, the, the, the more I get people don't even understand where the IRS really came from. Like, I just did a little fucking digging, bro. I, honestly, I say, fuck it. Zero, I'm on the zero tax train now. There you There's go. In, in 1862, that's when the IRS started, right? Lincoln put it in, and it was put in to 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 raise money for the war, right? It was in for 10 years. They took it out. Uh, the, the Supreme Court ruled it unconstitutional.
2: Yeah. Because it fucking is. Because it yes. fucking is. Well, it was so clear. I mean, and back then, you got to think that, like, this is um you know so you're talking about uh, in 1862 uh-huh. war is over in 1865 right? right so this is not i mean okay it's it's later but it's not that far removed from like when the constitution was For ratified sure. you know what For i sure. mean like it's it's and so there's still kind of and then they also just had they had major constitutional questions around the civil war because there was kind of like this thing where look slavery was not outlawed by the constitution although the slave trade had been ultimately right. but then also there was this very interesting constitutional battle where it's like, well look, the south said they want to leave the union. And Lincoln said no, you can't. And we'll fight a war to bring you back in. And this does raise now, obviously we all go, look, the slavery thing is really bad and we you want to do whatever you can to abolish slavery, the worst thing in American history. But at the same time, you have this situation where like, well look, we're the United States of America because these states decided to come together to be in a union. can just leave Are you really saying that? Yeah. Are you saying they're not allowed to leave? Like, they're not. And so there were a lot of questions about that. And then at least the Supreme Court is like, and wait a minute, we can tax your income now? Right. Like, is it like all these questions? And so this and the Supreme Court said, yeah, no, of course you can't actually do this. Well, that yeah. was a war. This is over. Yeah. And then who brought it back? Woodrow Wilson actually who, came back in 1913 along with something yes, else. Well, that's right. W- well, it's Woodrow Wilson, yeah. right, who came in in 1912 yeah. as the president, the Federal Reserve mm-hmm. and the income tax. And then a few years later, we're in World War One. Yep. And this is really what set up like I would argue this is what set up the 20th century for all of the disasters yeah, that fuckadum, followed. Fuck it dumb, I call it, it also. Well, it also. <laughs> uh uh inadvertently ended up um leading to the rise of the soviet union and the rise of the nazis mm-hmm. particularly our involvement in world war one which a lot of the smart like the conservative wing of the republican party back then were the guys who were really like no you don't do this right do not get in it These, this is a war between european monarchs it's not our business we don't need this is the whole point of america right what's what adams uh said famously was that is i butcher the quote but it was like he goes if america ever goes looking searching for monsters to destroy we'll become the dictress of the world but we'll lose our own soul Mm. as he's basically saying you'll go around there you'll dominate the world but you'll know you won't be america anymore you won't be the no we'll be the we will
1: be where we've been for the last 50 fucking years which is the fucking armed police of the fucking world which is not what the fuck we do bro All of our sons and daughters that have died for the last 60, 70 years, they've all died for fucking literally nothing. Yeah, They have not died for American causes. This idea of, bro, the reason we have this this suicide problem with veterans is not because the trauma of having to go kill bad guys. It's because when they, and by the way, this is what the fuck they talk to me about. They come back, they come back and they say, fuck, bro, I just went and did some really bad shit for some really bad motherfucking people. And that's why we have the suicide problem with fucking combat vets. Yeah.
2: Yep. All right. It's not right. It's not because it's not because they're they, they realize um, they, they got killed, fucking played. Yeah, it's not because they killed uh bad guys. It's because they realized they got duped into being that's the right. bad guys. That's right. And that's and like that's and it's it's kind of like it's sad as fuck. Yeah, dude. it's hard. Oh, it's like the worst thing in the world. And mm-hmm. they don't even like they don't even Because these are good people that bought into the idea that like, bro, freedom.
1: these are our strongest these are our fucking warriors
2: dude I I mean I've talked to like some of these guys and it's like so so tragic and almost always when I talk to them like by the time they're talking to me they've woken up you know all this stuff but they go like it's like oh why did you join and so many of the time the reasoning is like well it's like if uh you know they said we got to fight him over there so we don't fight him over here and he'd be like well my baby sister's over here So I'm going to go over there so that my baby sister doesn't get like there. The the motive was like, because I'll go fight and kill someone to protect my little sister. You know what I mean? I'll go fight and kill someone to protect my family. And then they realize after a while that like, I had nothing to do with that. Right. Iraq was never coming over here to get you. Iraq had nothing to do with anything. They just for uh, like for George W. Bush's own beef. And for the neocons' own agenda, they wanted to take Saddam Hussein out. And so they knew, well See, we got our moment now. There, everyone's man. everyone's uh, you know, pissed off about 9/11, we could use that yeah. and sell this war. See, I, I
0: don't know how loyal to the foyer you are, right? Mm-hmm. But they they I flirt. Okay, are right, you dabbling a little bit? A little. You got Saddam, Gaddafi, uh, Putin, Hitler, JFK, you got all these five guys. They all have something in common. There's a common denominator and is that they were trying to remove their people from a central bank what are your thoughts on that well or, i think
2: there's there's differences between all of those people and what they did to, to, to piss off you know like uh the the powers who ultimately went to war with them i'd say um look there's i i don't know you know mm-hmm. what the answer to this is but there's definitely something interesting about the relationship between what's known as the petrodollar and the push for all of these wars mm-hmm. in in the Middle East and Northern Africa, and basically in so in 1972, 73, Nixon takes us off the gold standard, uh, and this is because we we printed way more money than we actually had to back it up with gold in the 60s. It caught up with us. the The French were coming in saying we're going to redeem all of our dollars in gold. That was going to deplete us of gold. But they were so they went off the gold standard, and then within that same decade in the 70s, he has Henry Kissinger. Go over to Saudi Arabia, make the deal that they're only trade oil in dollars. So now you kind of had this switch where, OK, you can't you can't redeem your dollars for gold, but you kind of can redeem them for oil. And now it kind of props up the U.S. dollar. And this is a big part of how the how the U.S. You know, domination of the world kind of continued. It is true that Saddam Hussein was talking a bunch about going off of, of the U.S. dollar and not pegging the dollar to his oil. It's true that Gaddafi was talking about forming his own, the own like Muslim currency mm-hmm. thing and backing it up with gold. And it is true that then these people found a knock at their door from the U.S. military. Now, I don't know exactly <laughs> do you, do you know, how related you, that is. Do you know
1: who else is doing that currently?
0: Putin. Russia. Russia, China. Go. Okay, you they know who else about did it in history? Hitler.
1: Hitler did it. Yeah. Okay, We have to legitimately question some of the operations that have taken place uh, across history.
0: Mm-hmm. How,
1: how, many, how many people here listening actually know what happened between World War I and World War II? They omit that information from school. They don't teach us. And the reason they don't teach us is because they write the motherfucking history the way they want it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you, none of you were alive in 1945. You, you may have been, if, but I doubt it, okay? <laughs> uh, we don't, we have to start questioning fucking everything. Yeah. Because the reality is, if the last, and by the way, that is not some Nazi sympathizer shit. What I'm saying is, these people have had free reign for literally hundreds of years, to tell us
2: any motherfucking story that they want. Right, and there's and there's like lies of omission too, right? So it's not even that you know, like, this is why in court they say, you, "Will you tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but?" Because it's just as bad to have a lie of omission. Like if I yeah. if I'm in court and I just go like, a well, what's the story?" I go, "Well, yeah. th- well, the story is Andy shot a guy," yeah. and then you go, "Well, what else goes?" You go, "Oh, well, he was charging him with a gun." You're yeah. like, "Oh, okay. Well, that's a really important detail. That yeah. kind of changes everything yeah. about the criminal nature of this." Um. So what they do is they they you know what history like, teaches everybody is the crimes of the Nazis, which are all real and inexcusable and horrible. 100%. The Nazis were an awful, brutal regime. But what they don't tell you about is, like you're saying, is, like, the domination of the German people in, under the Treaty of Versailles and after, in, in post-World War I. The decimation how, yes. of the
1: entire country. Why weren't we told this? Mm-hmm. Why aren't we ever told the exact story of everything that happened so that we can understand? Because they don't want us to fucking know... So they can continue to do whatever they want. Well, and,
2: and 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 also because it's like it's and this is the stuff that Ron Paul was talking about when he first like converted me to being a libertarian. It's that it's not again because I know even like you kind of like p- said a second ago to like be like yeah hey, this isn't like apologizing for the Nazis because you almost know like what the game is what they accuse you of Bro, doing if you no, do this for sure. but what it is is understanding what happened here. And so it's not, obviously, no one thinks that genocide is justified, but you also understand, oh, these were the conditions that led to what What about the, what about the, 10, other, what about the 10 other
1: genocides that well, happened right happened that
2: no one talks about? well right. also But also understanding that it's like, look, if you don't understand cause and effect, even if you're saying the problem is that we got this end result, you're like, okay, but what laid the groundwork exactly. for this? And, and this was Ron Paul's real point was when he said, he goes, look, like, you know, and then they, of course, they'd all go, oh, so you're apologizing for 9-11 or whatever. He'd go, look. This narrative, which was the narrative at the time, coming out of the president's mouth was, they hate us for our freedom. And he's like, but look, if you just read what Osama bin Laden wrote in his declaration of war against America, none of it said he hated it us for our freedom. It with that. And it wasn't, it was, you know, Pat Buchanan said once, I think it was, it was so funny to me because they, uh, he goes, they, uh, George Bush acted like Osama bin Laden, stumbled on a copy of the Bill of Rights in the desert somewhere yeah. and was like, What? <laughs> They have freedom we over have there. To this end is like this everywhere. But yeah. he's like so <laughs> specific. About what? He's like, okay, here's why I hate you. Number one, you prop up the Israeli government who oppresses the Palestinian people. Number two, you have your military bases in our Holy Land, in the Arabian Peninsula. Number three, you use those military bases to uh, uh, enforce your blockade against Iraq, and hundreds of thousands of children have died in there. Number four, your bombing campaigns. Number five, the dictator in Egypt who you prop up. Like All of it is about our foreign policy. And so, like, are not way willing way to... And, and, and the response is, yeah. <laughs> oh, so you think we invited 9-11? Oh, so you think we deserve 9-11? It's like, no, no, no. I'm saying that this policy has an effect, what the CIA calls blowback. And if you're not willing to acknowledge that, then you're never going to understand what's going on here. Like, that's what just reality. What does the average American believe... Like, what do you guys
1: think happens when we send our troops to a country on the other side of the, of the world. And for 20 fucking years, we kill all their fucking men. We fucking rape their women because that shit happens.
0: Okay? Nobody talks about that.
1: Hold on. We allow their women to be raped by other men of that country. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. We don't talk what, about
1: that. What do you think the kids who are seven, eight, nine years old, when that starts, how do you think they feel about America when they're 30? Mm-hmm. You yep. don't, you're you not understanding what's happening. What if someone, what if the Chinese military, for sake of argument, came and invaded America? Which is a very real situation if we don't get our shit together. But let's just say they come and you have an eight-year-old son. And they see the Chinese come in and the Chinese fucking kills you, your, the dad, rapes the mom. Fucking terrorizes and causes all kinds of destruction and pain. What do you think that eight-year-old kid is going to grow up to think about the Chinese government? Yeah, They're going to grow up
2: with a fucking burning hatred for these people. Well, yeah, I mean, just and and it's it's like the perfect analogy that you're using, right? If you even like take it like one step further, right? So China invades, they kill a whole bunch of innocent people, they overthrow the the elected president of the United States, and they install a pro Chinese president, and then they're just like, We're gonna dominate you and the military's in the streets, telling you when you can leave your house and when you can't. What would your average Texan be doing? They'd be running out there, committing what they would call acts of terrorism, right? Domestic terrorism. Bet, I bet, but they'd really be doing yeah, it, yeah, not yeah, just yeah. the pretend one, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, they'd be doing that, and you know what? I bet they'd probably scream something about their god, too, yeah. right before they did it. My point is they'd basically be yelling "Allah Akbar before yeah. they blew up themselves to take out a few of the Chinese with yeah. them. So yeah. it's very easy for us to look down and just kind of and so, otherwise oh, those people them, are crazy yes, savages. Yes. But it, you know what? We would be the same type of crazy savages if anyone ever came and did that to us. Dude, 100 so, percent, man. And that's and again, it's like people whenever you talk about any of this stuff, people try to like caricature and twist what you're saying. Like it's like that's what they said to mm-hmm. Ron Paul, the, uh, Chris Wallace, uh, his response to him when he said all this was he goes, so you're saying we deserved the 9-11 attacks? It's like, no dude, no that one's saying the a, innocent that people no one's saying the innocent people deserve to die. The point is that those other innocent people over there didn't deserve to die either. There's and so it's and effect, like really yeah. think about. And right now, the thing is like with what's going on with with uh um with the situation in Ukraine, with Russia, it's like, dude, like it's just so recklessly provoking mm-hmm. like a nuclear armed power. But this is like this is not a game like I don't I think it's horrible that innocent people in Ukraine are dying. Yeah, but yeah the sure. truth is like whether um whether Ukraine is ruled by Kiev or Moscow is just not an American concern. Now, I'm not saying that's not, as a human being, you don't root for every, I root for everyone to be free and for no innocent people to die. But the idea that two nuclear powers should have a conflict over this and we should be sending weapons in to prolong when, when the, the dude, conflict. When the dude who's already, uh, by all means,
1: pretty fucking on edge is saying, yeah. hey, don't send us, don't send those motherfucking weapons over here. Yeah. I'll fucking nuke you motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Okay? No, do that, you really think, yeah. like, do you, this motherfucker... It's like running around the Russian woods in the middle of winter with no fucking shirt on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like do do you really think he's playing? He's, he's catching, not fucking he's playing, catching dude. Sam in the and shoes also I, and hands. I'm not saying that, there's a reason that him and Trump got along. You guys yeah. think it's because a lot of I don't think this, but a lot of people who are Trump critics believe it's because Trump is just as bad as Putin. That is your little smooth brain not fucking doing the calculations. There's a reason why Trump was able to connect with fucking Kim Jong-un. There's a reason why he was able to connect and get the respect of Vladimir Putin. It was not because he's some Putin puppet. It's because they respect that, a- that he's got a big set of fucking balls and they're not going to be able to fuck with us. If, if they do, they would be fucked with back. It's what we talked about earlier. No, it's natural order. It yeah. goes back to natural order, bro. Yeah. You know in real life who to fuck with and who not to fuck with. Like, you just know. Like, you know that there's people that you are going to walk up to and you're going to say some shit and they're not going to hesitate to knock your fucking teeth out. Mm -hmm. It's just reality. And we have to have strong leadership. And if we're talking about one of the problems that I see with libertarianism is that we all, because I I consider myself mostly that. Um, Like if I had to label myself, I would say that I'm that. We all believe in this idea of live and let live. But the problem is these motherfuckers don't. Mm. And they're trying. And And that's what got us here. That's right. And the weakness of the Libertarian Party, in my opinion, is the understanding that
2: live and let live only works when there are strong boundaries established. Oh, yeah. I think. Well, I I agree with that completely. I think that's that's a flaw in the way some Libertarians kind of like present their ideas and think about it. But like, no, look, if you the flip side to believing people have natural rights That those rights have to be protected. That's right. And often with force. Yes. And that you have to be prepared. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean anything. Like, if I go, hey, this is my house. And you take it. But if you take it, I'm not going to do anything. That's not libertarianism. Well, then then it's not really my house. I mean, like, it doesn't doesn't (laughs) exist. Right. It doesn't (laughs) exist. It's like, you know, like live and let live is kind of like a condition. It's like live and let live. So long as we're all all in agreement that, you know, like we all have rights that you can't violate. And if there are people who are uh, and there always will be, then, yeah, that needs to be met with like force that is, you know, in defense of of liberty. I think the question is just like whether the force should be in defense of liberty or aggression. You know what I mean? Like far too often, whether it's like, look, with America, I just think far too often we've gotten out in front, both with our military and just like with policing in general. There's over the last 40 years, say it's like it was like far too much like aggression rather than defense. And even and now you see like right with like kind of the flip that we've had in the way policing is being done in America. Now you're almost seeing like the other side of what you're just talking about, where you're not using defensive force. So we had 40 years of a war on drugs where we're putting people in jail for decades-long sentences for having a substance that the federal government deemed illegally. It's like insane. Breaking up families, like locking people up like they're a fucking murderer or a rapist for the crime of like having a couple ounces of pot that maybe they were like giving away to some friends too, or or selling or whatever, you know, like insanity. And to now you're seeing like the flip side of that, like these progressive prosecutors like, well, we're not going to do that anymore. But we're also not going to arrest you if you commit violent crimes. Or you're a well, carjacker or And you're like, well, this we is insane will, too. We
1: will arrest the person who stands up for himself. Right. Though, and shoots no, the We'll throw, in we'll the, throw the book face. at that person. Yes. You know
2: So that's the other the it's flip an side of it where it's destruction like, of our yes. fucking society.: But like the, cur- the, the clear like middle gra- the clear like balance is that it's like you have to protect people and property, and if you do more than that, you're tyrannical, and if you do less than that, you're destabilizing insane, like you're you're anti-civilization. Right. I mean, as soon as like people, like if people can't feel comfortable that like, obviously there's always going to be some amount of violent crime. You never completely get rid of it. But there has to be some level of expectation that there are consequences for violent crime and that you can defend yourself Broke. from violent crime. And if you can't, if you take those things away, then we go from being a civilization to being in a really uh, dangerous, uncivilized in, you know uh in stable situation very quickly
1: bro if i if it was up to me i say this all the time man i am a pro-freedom liberty guy but the minute and, and by the way i'm a victim of violent crime i've had violent crime done to me um so i have some experience with that i've been stabbed in the fucking face i don't know how many of you guys have gotten stabbed in the fucking face but i'm guessing probably not too many of you um if i had my way with violent crime these motherfuckers would fucking go away forever, ever, bro. We cannot. It would be Singapore around here, okay? You litter, we're caning your ass in the middle middle of the fucking street. People need to be afraid. It's like Singapore is pretty beautiful. Listen, bro, bro. You know what I'm saying? it's pretty clean. People need to be <laughs> people need to be afraid of doing harm to their fellow citizens. Mm-hmm. The drug thing, I don't give a fuck about. Sell drugs, do drugs, I, that's your life. I don't really care. Um, I also believe that they lie to us about the benefits of certain drugs like mushrooms and weed and all these things so they can propagate their fucking pills, which by the way, I just spent the last fucking 60 days, 45 days trying to get off of a Lexapro prescription I've had for 10 years, which has been literally the hardest fucking thing I've ever done in my entire life. And I am a mentally strong person. So they built, (laughs) that's a whole nother topic. They make it impossible for you guys to get off the shit, so that you, they keep getting paid. Uh, that that should be obvious to you. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, our a civilized society has zero fucking room for murderers, for fucking rapists, for fucking any of this violent Pedophilia. shit. And you, pedophile wood chipper for those motherfuckers. Yeah, one hundred percent. Instantly, instantly, instantly look instantly. Be first, we know we remove those elements from society. Those ha- look, you fucking people who live in your fucking white liberal fucking neighborhood at the top of the fucking monetary food chain. You all feel guilty for fucking falling out of the vagina on third fucking base. I'm sorry, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't, fu- I can't fucking help the fact that you didn't ever get to experience what it's like for real people. However, you should shut your fucking mouth. When it comes to this sympathy for these violent offenders, because eventually and soon it is going to be you and it's going to come to you and it's going to come to your household and you are going to feel insanely stupid for advocating for this kind of people, because I have had experience with these kind of people. I've, you used to be a police officer. There are certain people. Evil in, exists. Listen, these are evil people. They are not mentally disturbed. They are not victims of their upbringing. They are not fucking any of the shit that you fuckers say. They are evil as fuck. And for us to have a civil society, violent crime should be fucking dealt with a heavy, heavy, heavy hand.
2: Well, it's and it's even and even if they are like uh, to some degree, right? Like, you know, like there's there's pedophiles who uh, I know, I think a lot of them were like victims of pedophilia when they were children or whatever. Sorry, but it doesn't matter. They're at the point now. You can't go. We don't have a time machine here. What we can do is protect children from being a victim again from this guy. now. So that's it. It's like there's got to be a a line. We got to stop sympathizing with the fucking reason why and start
1: dealing
0: with what is. Here's the thing. If you want fucking bacon, you got to understand how it's made. Bacon, the, the process of fucking making bacon is not a good one. No. It's fucking yeah. bloody. It's messy. It's fucking. So, destruct- what are you saying? Pe- pedophile bacon? No, what I'm saying. <laughs> well, no, I, don't, I wouldn't want that. I'm just saying, man. Everybody wants to eat bacon, but nobody wants to see how it's made. You want fucking civility, but you don't want to see well, what it's I've takes always to get told there. the truth. You Elect know? me, man. I'm a fucking tyrant. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll <laughs> fucking put those
1: motherfuckers straight in the wood chipper. I pay-per-view? will fucking. I will put it. Listen, I will fucking put it on pay per view. All these government officials that fucking ruined our shit. They will be tried. They will be put on fucking pay per view, and we will fucking hang them. And the motherfuckers who fucking do the pedophilia and do the violent crime, there will be a dedicated pay per view channel that you
2: can subscribe to. But <laughs> well, all of I, the funds, I gotta say, Listen, I am there for these pay per views. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, <laughs> been, but particularly also for well, like bro, I we think take all the money, guys.
1: I'm being serious, like, yeah. like, dude,
0: this, this is, is real. This is a real fit. shit. Yeah,
1: we take the money and we give it to the fucking victims' families. Who the fuck would not be with that?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I like it. I want to get Fauci's trial up there. That I want to get all fun. these He's guys, one. all these guys, uh, uh, all the lockdown governors and stuff like that. I mean, just like have absolutely just declared themselves mini dictators mm-hmm. and made it a crime for people to work. Preason. I'm sorry, you're a dictator now. You're
1: like bro, this is violation of like so much crimes. Against we don't humanity. have kings and
0: queens here, bro. No,
1: no, yeah, no, no. We, we don't yeah. do Listen, it. Listen, we have to be real, dude. This what happened over the last two and a half years was the most treasonous event that has ever happened in the United States of America. Yeah. It's, and people are afraid to use that term because they're afraid. Motherfucker, that's what the fuck it was. We had a shit ton of people who acted in the interests of not our American citizen, who sold our American citizens down the fucking drain, and they did it intentionally
2: for their own benefit. Yeah. I mean, think it, it's one of the greatest crimes that has ever been perpetrated on the American people by their own government was just mm-hmm. the lockdowns. Bro, it's Forget worse. even the rest of the to, to make to make it a crime to work if you were not deemed to breathe um, the th- air, th- th- if, you were, if you weren't deemed essential, that you couldn't. To make it a crime to go have a funeral for your father and all these things. And at the time they were doing that, then to rape the America, to loot the treasury and just bail out all of their rich friends.
1: Let let all the big companies that they're buddies with stay open while they close the businesses of all the hardworking Americans. Let criminals out. There's there's millions of businesses that will never fucking come back because of this. All right. People's lives are ruined. We don't know the implications of the long-term vaccine damage that's happening. It's, they finally came out and said, oh, ivermectin actually works. Yeah. There was a fucking data point that came out of the fucking Pentagon in April of 2020 that showed that ivermectin worked. And they fucking deplatformed. They put Simone Gold in fucking jail, the frontline doctor who said this shit. Okay. They killed motherfuckers. And dude, how many, we, listen, dude, I truly believe that what we, we, we are living through the greatest crime, and why I say living through is because we do not understand the five, 10-year implications of the medication that they fucking forced on people, okay? And now, I, I believe, yeah. my and I, I bat pretty fucking high average, motherfucker. Like if I was in the major leagues, I'd be in the hall of fucking fame. I think we are living in right now the greatest crimes against humanity has ever been perpetrated against the entire fucking world, and people will say, "Well, what about what about uh, what about the Holodomors? What about the Holocaust? What about fucking Rwanda? What about this? What about that? What about this?" That's gonna pale in comparison to the damage and death and destruction that this narrative and this fucking world economic forum shit pushed on the entire world. Not and by the America, way, but... all those fucking people that we mentioned, those leaders,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, Kim Jong-un, fucking Putin, fucking uh, uh, Brazil dude, Mm -hmm. Trump. What do they all have in common? They're not in with those motherfuckers.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know why Putin and fucking Trump get along? Because they understand what the World Economic Forum is doing and what they're they're doing to the world. Kim Jong-un, fucking tyrant. Piece of shit, bro. In, In North Korea, those people actually believe that the entire world wants
2: to kill North Korea. They live in yeah. total fear all the time. Totally wrong. Still not globalist. Still not globalist. Yeah. Well, right, and it comes down to, it's just a matter of like, they're not in the game with like, look, that's what it is, right? There's it's like- I'm about to
1: move to Brazil. Dude. I didn't even fucking playing. <laughs> yeah, like, well, it, it's getting they, interesting. You guys come for me, I'll be in Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be up there with, uh, what's his name, Bol- Bolsonaro? Bolsonaro, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, but look, it's like even like the way they talk about, uh, say, certain countries like Iran Mm -hmm. for years. Right. That's basically the crime that the Iranians have committed. They're not a part of the empire. That's it. Mm -hmm. And it's not, you know, they use all these excuses like, oh, my God, I think they're going to develop nukes. They're never developing nukes. They don't have any nukes. This was never even like a thing. They, they, They go, oh, they treat their people so horrible. It goes. Saudi Arabia treats their people way more horrible than Iran treats their people, but they're totally fine because Saudi Arabia is in, the, the, in the empire well, and Iran is not in the empire. Yeah. And so that's kind of what the whole thing comes down to. I think that a lot of it was like with Gaddafi and Saddam Hussein, too, is like that was kind of their big crime like this after 9-11. What is it? Bush goes, uh, names the uh, what is it? The axis of uh, evil. Axis he calls it. He goes yeah. uh, Iran, Iraq and North Korea. Three countries that had nothing to do with 9-11. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. There's zero connection yeah. from any of those countries to 9-11. Are, not, who, not a single one of the terrorists was from any one of those countries. What organization did those countries not belong to? Hmm. It's the world. Listen, bro.
1: This is going to all be traced back to this world economic Forum shit. It's Right now, you motherfuckers need to be watching uh, King Charles. Okay? Fucking douchebag. And Klaus Schwab, douchebag number one. I don't know who's worse. All right. But those two dudes have been friends for 60 fucking years. Okay? So this this thing that's happening over in England, there's there's a lot to this. If you noticed, I don't did you catch his first speech? We need a military style operation uh-huh. yeah. to bring in
2: the new economic system.
0: Really? All right. Yeah.
2: Well, I'll tell you, hopefully there's enough people who wake up to this cuz like you have seen and this is where there's been little glimpses of light in the last two and a half years is you have seen moments where things that they clearly planned were rolled back just because people were not taking it like the the vaccine the same way the the vaccine passports that that, i mean this became the law of the land in cities all around the country that you had to show proof of vaccination Mm -hmm. to enter restaurants to enter uh stadiums and stuff like this and there was just so much pushback to it that They they just kind of dropped. Yeah, you guys are all welcome for
1: that shit. But it is you know. So this is what we need. Cancel all their fucking in stadium advertising because a certain organization was requiring fucking vaccine passes to get in,
2: motherfucker. All of you people should be doing that shit. Well, that's, and that's exactly like, that's what we need is like, so if we, cause if we want to survive this thing, this isn't even a matter anymore of just being like, look, this is, this would be a better way to live. Or we, I, you know, I prefer a, a libertarian society to this. This is like, this is a survival that's mechanism right. this at this is literally point. Like, life. We need, yeah. we need some type, some type of libertarianism, whatever you want to, we need Some type of liberty in this country, or this thing is going to collapse. And you know, it's like it can't keep going in this direction.
1: All the dude, eighty percent of people are not with this shit. Yeah, I I believe. I believe it's more like ninety percent. Being real, it was eighty percent when they were running polls on uh, CNN or whatever, and eighty percent of people said they wouldn't support businesses that that uh, impose vaccine passports. That shows you that that's a stat they shouldn't have ever put out. Yep, okay. Another thing that shows you is what exactly happened. Like did you guys catch all those videos of all the people on the airplanes the very minute they said no more mass? That shows you the
2: real percentage. It was unbelievable. It I was, was there the first weekend they did it. I was flying. It but was like 80%, 80% of people. Remember yeah. the
1: videos where they like said, hey, "Guys, no more mass on airplanes." And like people fucking cheered and yep. shit. Yep. That shows you the re- the real ratio. They have used technology. They've used bots. They've used all this fake shit that Elon Musk just exposed. Um, 80% of Twitter bot, potentially 80% of Twitter is bots and fake accounts. It's
0: insane. Uh,
1: potentially, okay? Potentially. They've used all this shit to make you guys believe that everybody's with this shit. When, in fact, is most people are not. But the problem is, is that most people are lacking the courage to stand up to the fucking loud minority. Yeah. And that's where we need to change course. And regardless of what you believe, if you're a traditional Democrat, if you're a libertarian or if you're a Republican or whatever, you have to stand up to this progressive fucking bullshit.
0: A hundred percent. The only only issue, though, is that, yes, I think I agree. More people are becoming more resistant. Um, or resistful, I guess. Well, well hold on. The problem is,
1: hold on, I want to ask him about ugh. this
0: because because I want to stay on this real quick.
1: my 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 observation in my like uh, ten thousand foot like sort of like seeing what's going on, like you know, you 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 recognize they pull back, right? I see them now because we wouldn't take that part of it. Exactly. Stepping on the accelerator now because the, I think their plan was, oh, shit, this isn't working what we fucking thought. And so now they're going extra hard. They're and right. I, see they- I think
2: it's uh, this is what, what I think is that basically I think the covid narrative collapsed. Yeah. And so the covid regime has essentially they're accepting defeat and moving into the climate change. Yes. Well, And this is where the major push is going to come yes. out. As I, I was predicting this in March of 2020, I, I'm far, yeah. from, far from the only one who was yeah, yeah, saying yeah. that. But like, it just seemed obvious to me that it's like, oh, well, if you can justify lockdowns over this virus, well, look, lockdowns are going to be great for carbon emissions and going down. And now everybody's out so buying starts, electric and shit. This, right. And now they're, they're coming in with all of these heavy pushes, um, which is just, I mean, how much time you want to get into it, but the whole thing is insane. The whole, first off, the whole climate alarmism is insane. It's like a non-existent problem. Mm -hmm. Not only is it, it's not even enough to say it's a non-existent problem. It's the greatest thing that's ever happened in the world is fossil fuels. Like literally the greatest thing that's ever happened to humanity is the fact that we burn fossil fuels and it's given us a standard of living that even our, our grandparents couldn't have dreamed of. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, and, and they're trying to, so I think that in a sense there was a small victory. They've receded kind of like a wave, but it's coming back. And so now we got to be ready for the, the next wave. But hopefully it's this weird kind of like, you know, like sometimes things have to get really bad for people to wake up. Yeah. And that's an unfortunate thing. You know what I mean? Sometimes people, things have to get really bad before people go, yeah, you know what? We can't have this again. And I think that oh, over the last two years. Really, over the last five years, but particularly like through the Trump administration, but really through the COVID you know, uh, years, the establishment has really discredited itself in a way with regular Americans that I think is unlike anything I've ever seen in my life before. I, I, I think that people are at this point, the jig is kind of up, the, the, that average people know that, like, oh, no, 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 no. It's not. There's not even a debate anymore to like, is CNN telling you the truth? There's not a debate anymore to like, is the government actually working based off the science? Is any of this really being done for you? And so that I think is very is, is um, I think it's a very good sign that perhaps now when they try to do this for climate, at least the masses are going to know going into it that it's like, oh, no, 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 this isn't real. This isn't real. Just like all of this stuff, you know, when you see now, they show you that the lockdowns didn't even mitigate the virus. At all. It didn't, it didn't, it did nothing. It did, you destroyed all these people's lives for nothing. They fucking
1: knew that was going to happen. anyway. They, bro, they knew, they, listen, do you really think these motherfuckers would produce a fucking virus and put it out there not knowing that there's an effective therapeutic? What? What the fuck do you think? They're not that stupid. They're not going to put something out that, could fit, that they could potentially get. There's no fucking treatment right. for. I guarantee you, bro, none of those motherfuckers took that vaccine. I also guarantee you that every motherfucking time they got sick while they're yelling at Joe Rogan and saying Joe Rogan is the fucking antichrist for yeah. taking ivermectin. And he sucks horse dicks and all this other <laughs>
2: shit they were saying about him. Uh, they were taking the shit the whole time. It was so funny. The the funniest thing about it was that he beat it in a the day. I know. They're bro, all like mocking bro, him
0: for it. And then he's like, the next bro, day he's like, fine. And he's back to work. They put a filter on a picture of him. Know, Do you remember that shit? Yes. Yeah. On, the, on the video. Yeah. They put yeah. a filter on him.
2: Did you see, when he had uh, when he had that, dude, the the CNN doctor came on his show, yeah, Doctor Gupta, oh, and fuck. he goes to him and he's like, and and the doctor what Gupta's like, dick. yeah, he goes, well, are you gonna get the vaccine? And Rogan's like, no, I just had COVID, because I I have natural immunity right now, right? Fucking Isn't that uh, stronger than the vaccine? And he's like, um. Yeah, yeah, it is stronger. He's like, "Why would I get the vaccine if I already have something that's stronger than the vaccine?" Paul just he's got like, fucking well, Fauci on scared. there. and he has nothing. He's got no like argument. They don't even have an argument
0: for why nah, you should. They just got Fauci on that. Rand Paul just got Fauci on that. Oh yeah, because he found the old clip yeah, that's two thousand four.
2: beautiful, yeah, I found that clip that people were sharing it on Twitter. I tweeted that a while ago. But yeah, it's Fauci uh, back being a young epidemiologist when he a used young to just, tyrant. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was uh some he was just doing a call in show like on C span or whatever. And someone called in and this woman goes, you know, I wanted to ask you if you think I should get the flu shot because I just had the flu and it was so awful. I just don't want to get the flu again. So should I get a flu shot? And Fauci just told the truth because he actually knows a thing or two about science and he wasn't trying to sell anything. So he just goes, oh, no, ma'am, like you have nothing to worry about because if you just got the flu, then you're you're natural natural immunity to to at least this year's flu. I wonder how they fucking got to that month. Yeah. And I wonder how much money he got. Well, did you see? I when know exactly. Rand, did you what see is. when Rand Paul asked him that they found out? So Rand Paul grilled him on this. Uh, that they found out from like a Freedom of Information uh, Act that pharmaceutical uh, companies had paid out royalties Royalty, of yeah. something. It was like hundred thirty-five million dollars to like fifty different scientists. Like and he goes, "Will him? you?" He goes, "Will do you think like that?" The sign. Will the scientists at the NIH like? You know, like, re- like been release, like that. who's got who, who yeah. received this money? Did you receive any of this money? And he just basically wouldn't answer the question. No, they have been I was trying just to like, subpoena no. that
0: information from. Not, us, not only that, they, they yeah. keep redacting it's, it and it's even,
1: refusing to answer it. It's even more than that, too, bro. They they uh the white house actually was paying the media stations to run also push the propaganda to run those fucking stat trackers and all that shit yeah there's big big money being made in all these ways. it's just by the way incredibly corrupt if that if the white house was paying it that means you fucking pay for it just so you know
0: because they don't produce shit bro aren't we all paying we're we're, like we have been paying for our own fucking confusion and and frustration and fucking misery We've been paying for all of it. They're well, listen, shit, you,
2: you know, that's like you were asking me before, like what the uh, kind of like impediments to, to libertarianism is and just a more freedom in our society in general. And like, look, one of the major ones is that they have uh, for a very long time now, they they've really controlled the means of communication and information. Yeah. And, you know, look, I mean, like the government runs the schools that our kids are educated in, now, not my kids, but, you know, and like there are ways to opt out and not send your kids into those schools. but like, in general, I mean, they kind of have, like, a monopoly on teaching kids from kindergarten through 12th grade, you know? And, like, there's, a, there's, you see now as people are starting to wake up to, like, oh, my God, some of the shit that they're teaching them there is, like, whoa, this
0: is really propaganda. Oh, yeah. And
2: that's, that's a big part of how have you, you seen, get a society like this. Have you this. seen the
0: documentary, Agenda 2? No, I haven't I seen it. highly recommended to watch it. Because there's a part in there where the guy, he was giving a speech at, like, this local little community center, right? And this dude's and he was talking about communism, talking about socialism. How they're using
1: how they're using the uh, the, the green agenda,
0: yeah. the green agenda to push communism into a world government. All of that indoctrinating kids, right? And he says that uh, during during this talk, this, this guy has stood up, and he's like, you know, listen, I want to applaud you and commend you for for everything you've discovered. Because uh, you're, you're right, you're, you're spot on, you're absolutely right. Um, but I'm actually a professor at the local community college. I'm a communist, and we will win and walk the fuck out. Wow, interesting. You know what I'm saying like the, bro the shit's in it's a he, really he, really he good He basically document.
1: said like man dude I'm impressed that you were able to uh figure all of this out but it's already too late.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you if you, when you see it right like there are these kind of parallels between it's it's like neo communism of some sort. It's not exactly the original version, you know, but like when you see what Karl Marx see, I think that's how, that how they're Karl getting Marx pushed said, in this, well, thinking that it's not the original. Well, version. it's 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 I mean, there's like you know what I'm there's saying? similarities here, yeah. right? But like when, when Karl Marx would talk about how basically the entire, like all of human history, the entire world is class struggle. And so everything was, in his opinion, you know, between the bourgeois and the proletariat. There was like the working class versus the, the you the know, the exploited yeah. and the exploiters. Right. And, you know, and I mean, you see this like the cultural version of this now. It's just like all around you where you go, yes, this is the narrative, right? That like whites are the oppressors, blacks are the oppressed, straights are the oppressors, gays are the oppressed, men are the oppressors, women are the oppressed, you know, cis are the oppressors, trans are the oppressed. Business owners are the oppressors, employees are the oppressed. Right. It's like they constantly use this kind of like framing. And what this justifies is then like the idea that like, oh, so then like it's completely justified that no, everything is ill gotten gains. Anything you have isn't really yours. You didn't really earn it. You didn't really make that. And so then we're kind of justified in like basically collectively taking everything from you. And there's certainly I mean, there's no question that the, the whole green energy climate change thing is a, a it's a, a war on capitalism, you know, but it's, it's a war on civilization in a sense. You know, I use this as an example sometimes, but I know people like the Chinese government is creepy as hell. And don't get me wrong about that. Um, although they're not as bad as like mao zedong and what they were when they were like full uh, full communists so being quasi Party. you know yeah. fascist now or whatever they are um, but you know the gr- the greatest thing debatably in the history of humanity happened over the last 30 years in china and india and other parts of asia is there's a billion people who uh, were pulled out of extreme poverty mm-hmm. like these are people who were starving to death have been pulled out of extreme poverty and it's all because they they let their markets be a little bit more free they let people start businesses they let people own property they let a little bit of capitalism into the system and the result of this was that their their burning of fossil fuels went way up because that's what happens as as economies expand and so it's like to these climate activists they're like oh no like you know carbon footprint is going up but that's that means children not dying yeah. In the streets, you know, like what could be more anti-human than to be like against like the thing that leads to right. people like not living in extreme poverty. And and the other thing and and then they just make it out like they kind of put it out there almost like we could just choose to not use fossil fuels and to use green energy instead. But. That's the fact. Is so that that's not true? The fucking lithium in the it's fucking just, mine, there's just mine. not enough energy. Yeah, right. It's just not true. I mean, right. maybe someday some brilliant, you know, entrepreneur will invent a new way to do this. Maybe where someone can, already did and they but, fucking killed him. Well, that's right. quite <laughs> that's quite possible too. Um, that which is, you know, that is quite possible. But there's not like right now. There's if we were to switch off of fossil fuels, we would have a in unthinkable crash in our standard of living. Th- that's the intent. The intent yeah. the the intent of this green shit and the
1: reason they're stepping on the accelerator is because they want everybody out there to go fucking full green, get a green car, all this fucking bullshit, and to have the entire fucking grid collapse, our entire lives go back to the Stone Age, Hunter and Gatherer, and them roll in and fucking offer their new solution. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, it's called The Fucking Great Reset. There's a book about it you should probably read. Let's get on with the show. Yeah, let's <laughs> I'm to <gonna> say, <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: Sleepin' on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl. fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, dust a no, headshot, case closed